Beautiful. I don't know about you, but I love this stuff. We, it's the first week of Advent. Glad everybody's here. Welcome. I'm the head pastor, Jason Warren Griffiths, and this is Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, just in case you didn't know where you were. Make sure at some point during the service to pass down the fellowship pad. I have a couple of announcements for us. One of them is we're going to have a brief congregational meeting after the service uh, this morning. So Doxology or the in the postlude will happen. Stay put. We'll do brief and amazing. Brief and amazing. Everybody say that. One, two, three. Brief and amazing. That's good. That's my prayer for this thing. Okay. Uh, family affair this Saturday. Don't miss out. And don't forget, invite everybody you know. Tell your ma, tell your pa, our love's gonna grow. Ooh wah, ooh wah. That's Dylan. Everybody stand and greet one another in the name of the Lord. Good morning. If you will take your seats, and we will call this beautiful service to worship. For this is the day that the Lord has made. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Please pray with me. God, your promises stand unshaken through all generations. Renew us in hope that we may be awake and alert as we watch for the glorious return of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
We're good. Good. Good morning. Did you guys have a great Thanksgiving? Yes. Eat a lot of food? Yes. Me too. Me too. But if you remember last month when we got together, I told you how I like to skip through Thanksgiving and get right to Christmas. It's my favorite day. It's the first day of Christmas in my mind. Um, It's also the first day of Advent, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I have heard that if you live, and I'm sure a few people here in the congregation can um, attest to this, if you live to be about 70 years old, you will have spent three years waiting. Just waiting. Waiting in line, waiting for food, waiting. That's a lot of time. So in this book that I have here by Dr. Seuss, Oh, the Places You'll Go, which most of us get as gifts when we're about to graduate from something, whatever landmark in our life. Um, But there's a, a part in here about the waiting place. And it's kind of the season that we're in now of waiting. Um, And it it reads a part, it describes this waiting place as a place that's useless. Um, Waiting for a train to go, it reads, or a bus to come, or a plane to go, or the mail to come, or the rain to go, or the phone to ring, or the snow to snow, or waiting around for a yes or a no, or waiting for the hair to grow. Everyone is just waiting. I don't particularly like to wait. Do you guys like to wait? No, no. But we all have to spend some time in this waiting place that Dr. Seuss talks about. But I don't think it has to be useless. While we are waiting, life goes on, and we must make good of our time. So what can we do? Well, we could read a book, talk to a friend, We could make a list of things we need to do. We could even study for our spelling test. Okay, maybe that's a bit too far. But there are many things that we can do besides just waiting. So today is the first Sunday of Advent, and Advent means to come. Do you know what's coming? What's coming? Christmas is coming. This is an exciting time, but it may also be a difficult time of waiting, especially for children. Waiting for the day when you can open up the gifts that are under the tree. So what can we do to make this time of waiting for Christmas more than just useless time in the waiting place? Well, we can think about the true meaning of Christmas. We can think about Jesus and his love, We can think about giving instead of receiving. We can enjoy all the music and the decorations of the season. When we do those things, we will find joy in this waiting place. So we are waiting for Christmas, but we are also waiting for something else. We are waiting for Jesus' return. He told us that he would come again, and he told us to watch and be ready for him. What should we do while we are waiting? We should worship and praise him, love and serve him, and share his love with others. When we are doing those things, we will be ready for his return, and we will find joy in the waiting place. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, as we spend time in this waiting place, we look forward with great joy to the celebration of Jesus' birth and to the day when he comes again. We pray this all in your precious name. Amen.
the candle of hope. as the Lord has promised in days to come. The nation shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore.
That cherry tree bowed down, bowed low down to the ground, and Mary gathered cherries while Joseph stood around, and Mary gathered cherries while Joseph stood around. join me in prayer. Rejoicing in the gift of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray for the world that God loves so much, saying, Emmanuel, God with us, hear our prayer. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, we have been waiting. Come into our world that so needs you, a world that longs for peace and love and joy. We are filled with expectation as we approach again the celebration of the Advent, the coming of your Son, Jesus of Nazareth. Give us hope that in the future your promise will be perfected and your glory revealed to all flesh and your will be done on earth. God of the future, you are coming in power to bring all nations under your rule. We confess that we have not lived as ones expecting your kingdom, for we live casual lives, ignoring your promised judgment. We accept lies as truth, exploit neighbors, abuse the earth, and refuse your justice and peace. In your mercy, forgive us. Give us wisdom to welcome you and your ways and to seek things that endure. We pray that the promise of your birth, that peace shall come on earth, may soon be fulfilled. We pray for the world into which you came and which you still love. We pray especially for the world's victims, 
We pray for wars and threats of war to cease and that you stop terrorists in their acts. We long for the time when the lion shall lie down with the lamb. Teach us to live together in harmony. We pray for those who need you, compassionate God. We pray for those who are lonely, who have no family or friends with whom to celebrate the season. We pray for the homeless in this cold weather. We pray for those whose family circle is broken this holiday season, for those who are sick, for those who are worried about a family member or jobs or feel they are without purpose in this life. We pray for all who need your healing touch, for those facing or recovering from surgery. Bring your perfect peace to all who need it. And send us, your people, to sympathize with the suffering, care for the sick, feed the hungry, and comfort the anxious and bereaved. May our faith in Christ be evident in our compassion for others. Holy One, as you have come to dwell among us, show us how to live as your faithful people, sharing the good news of your grace with all. Through Christ, your word made flesh, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now remembering that God loves a cheerful giver, you're invited to give your tithes and offerings, and I invite the ushers to come forward. Thank you. 
Would you stand again as we join, sing together?
This is a logistical question. This is my first one of these. Do you guys hang out up here the whole time? Yeah. Okay. I think that's kind of weird. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll teach over here so you're not just staring at my backside. I'll, uh, put, what's this thing doing? Is it, is it a pain? Okay. Wonderful. <laughs> Round of applause for these young folks. That's amazing. It's a good advent when you look over and your wife is crying, right? Tears of joys. I love that lady right there. Okay, now I can... No, I'm still going to die if I go up there. Okay. Advent. That actually means arrival. It doesn't mean to wait. It's, as, the ni- as the noun, it's, 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 it's arrival. Um, and so we're celebrating the arrival. But over the years... It's taking on legs as a verb. We're waiting for the arrival. And the lectionary text, every, you know, every couple years, it's focused on the, the second coming. And that's this year. This year, the Advent calendar or the lectionary calendar is focused on Jesus' returning to take us home. This is the only sermon I'm going to be giving out of a lectionary text this year, because I want my first Christmas to be talking about celebrating God walking with us. Amen? Yeah. Okay, good. So this is, our, this is our second coming Advent sermon, and it comes to us out of Matthew chapter 24, and starting in verse 36. It says this, but about that day... An hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away." so too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field. One will be taken, one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming... He would have stayed awake, would not have let his house be broken into. 
Therefore, you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the word of the Lord. Context. This is part of Jesus' last sermon. And it's actually just the 12. The disciples are, are saying, what's the end going to look like? I'll read it. It's 24, chapter 24, verse 3. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will this be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age to come? Jesus is sitting on the Mount of Olives. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's got a beautiful view of the whole of Jerusalem. And he's sitting there, and the disciples say, when is this mess going to be over? When is the age of everything right and everything wrong being dealt with properly? And Jesus starts talking about it. And this is about halfway through. And he says these things. My title of my sermon is Be Ready. Be ready for what? Be ready for what? Be ready for Jesus coming back. Somebody's answering. I love it. It was turning into a Baptist church. I like this. Whoever said that, you get a gold star. And take anything you want in the joint. It's complimentary. Now, what are we getting ready for? We're, 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 we're getting ready for Jesus' return, for the end of the age, for everything to be set right, to be the, all the wrongs dealt with. What's it going to look like? What's it going to look like? It's going to look like surprise. <laughs> That's what he says. He says it's going to be like a surprise. Hello. He first, his first like, illustration is it's like when Noah, Noah was cruising, and he and the flood took out the whole rest of the world. So there's going to be destruction. What else is it going to be like? It's going to be your average day. People are going to be going about their business, and surprise, you got no more choices left. The end is here. So that's what we're to be ready for. How? That's the application. How do we be ready? You kind of have to look back behind or underneath the words of Jesus in this sermon. To his disciples to find out how do you be ready? How do you be ready for the surprise? How do you be ready for it's going to come anytime? It's going to be like a thief in the night. First illustration, Noah. How is Noah ready? If you read Genesis chapter 9, verse 6, it says, Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God. How do we be ready? 
we walk with God. I have a friend, of my, a friend of mine, we were having a discussion about women in ministry and all this stuff, and he said, somebody said, well, do you want women to have their heads covered in church too? And my friend said, would it be that bad? Would it be that bad if we stepped literally into some of these texts and challenged ourselves? Everybody got really angry at me right now. <laughs> I'm an ordained Presbyterian ministry. I don't not only think that women should be in ministry, I think women are in ministry. You know, like, anyway, that's another sermon. But I just wanted to take that point, and it did not work, okay? I did not, I, I will note to self, do never use that again. But I say, out of this text, literally take walks with God. Make appointments, Go down to the Huntington Pier. Go down to Newport. Go down to somewhere where you, it could be in the supermarket. I'm going to go to Ralph's and walk with God as I pick out my, my groceries. Make an appointment with your living God. It always comes back to this isn't a religion, it's a relationship. We talk and we listen and we obey. We get to know the God of the universe, the God who made us through Jesus the Christ. Amen? So we seriously, to be ready, you begin walking with God. It's not rocket science. Walk with him. Talk with him. There's an old song like that. He walks with me and he talks with me. It kind of sounds like a Disney song. This is the small world. Anyway, uh, not to bash old songs, but... He does. He walks with us and he talks with us. And we listen. And we get in this word. When's the last time you dusted off this book and you sought the face and the relationship you have with God through Jesus the Christ? And if it's been a while, that's what I love about Advent. We get a do-over. This is the beginning of the church calendar. You ever play with that just sketches? You shake it, right? And you get to start all over. That's this. Yesterday, you may not have walked with God very much. Maybe this Advent, maybe this year, maybe this time, you start walking with God regularly. You start listening to his word. You start obeying him. How else do we do it? We keep perspective. How else do you be ready? You keep your perspective. What I mean by that is Jesus says there's going to be one, there's going to be some guys working in the field, and there's going to be some women grinding. I love that. That sounds so terrible. <laughs> grinding out a meal. Who wants, who's hungry? <laughs> it does, it sound, it, but that's what it is. It's work, right? It's sweat, it's, it's, it's pain, it's misery. Keep your perspective. It's not about what you're doing. It's not about all the tasks you've risked listed on your to-do list. It's more than this. Oh, eventually there's going to be a, we didn't want to change it till after the advent, but there's going to be a thing, I'll point to it, and it says more than this. That's the sermon series. Everybody picture it. It's going to be amazing, right? 
<laughs> no, I'm Bob, thanks again. You're awesome. You keep your perspective. You go on walking with God, talking with God. You talk to God about the ruts that you're in. You ask him to be delivered from them. I don't know about you, but I get myopic. I, what's in front of me is the most important thing. And Jesus says, no, as followers of God, there's always more to come. There's always more than this. And then he says, stay awake. First question, back up a little. Are you awake? I think before we say, can we stay awake, you need to realize or ask the question, am I awake? Do you realize that we were made for more than this? Do you realize that this isn't the end? This isn't even the key part of the story. I had a, in my last post, I was working in northeast of the well, and I had a team challenge teammate, and we were, he was my wingman. He was, we would hang out a bunch, and he would consistently, I was, I was around him when he did this, he would consistently walk up to somebody and say, are you ready? And the person would usually say, for what? <laughs> and he'd say, you're not ready. <laughs> and he's, oh, back it up. He's got tattoos on his neck, and he's like tough as nails, and he's like kind of scary looking. But it was awesome because I was continually reminded of this text. Are you awake? Are you ready? Most of the church is saying, for what? And Alex would say, you're not ready. Jesus would say, you're not ready. Wake up. Be ready. Put your head on a swivel. That's a military term, right? Has anybody served in the military? Be ready. Every once in a while, I think it wise to get a big perspective, to keep yourself ready. Who's ever been on a plane? Right? As you're taking off every single time, taking off and landing are always my favorite parts. Because as you go up, you start to see how little everything is, right? And you think, I, I always think about like the people that are in traffic, and I'm like, what the, <laughs> what are they doing that for? And then whenever I land, I'm in that again, you know? What are we doing? My son and I just watched... Uh, City Slickers the other day. Has anybody seen that movie? The, 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 like the climax of the movie, well, there's this character named Curly, and he's just this scary Western dude. <laughs> and he says, life is about one thing. That's the secret to life. And then Billy Crystal's character is like, what does that mean? He's trying to figure it out. But then he goes, and he's floating down a river and about to die, you know, like he's on the edge of, you know, like the, the, the climax of the movie is him almost losing his life and then his friends coming and saving him and then he gets what Curly is talking about and he says, as I was floating down and about to die and as, as I was in the crisis of my life, 
I realized there was only one thing I was, point, I was thinking about, and that's what Curly was talking about. Keep the main thing the main thing. I think Jesus is calling to us this year as we start this over, that main thing that we are to keep as the main thing is he's coming back for us. There's more than this. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may we walk with you. Oh, Holy Spirit, may we remain aware of the truth that you, oh God, may come back at any moment. Help us to live accordingly. And Jesus Christ, our Savior, continue to teach us that we were made for more than this day and more than this world. And all God's people said, please stand with me and sing our concluding hymn about Emmanuel, God with us. Just a reminder, after the benediction, there will be a postlude. So after the benediction, let's let's sit down, and there will be a postlude, and then there will be a brief congregational meeting, and then we'll get to eat at the uh, potluck. Amen? Amen? Now may God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen. Please be seated.
amazing, right? Is Lewis here or where's Lewis? Well, he's not here today. Maybe he's celebrating Thanksgiving. It just made me want to grab a pint of Guinness with Lewis. Okay, and dance and stuff. Thank you. Actually, yeah, you're dismissed. Should I dismiss? Yeah, dismiss these folk, yeah? Okay, perfect. Um, and then I need to, I'll open this in a word of prayer, and you keep moving around as I pray, and then I'll invite our nominating committee guy up. God, I just thank you for this, this beautiful morning. And just this kickoff to a season of waiting and being ready for you to arrive. I pray that you would continue to be with us, fill us with your spirit, and continue to show us where you're at work that we might join you. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Now I'm going to invite Jim, Jim Clark up here with me. We probably should get you a microphone. Jim, I got a... This is, you know, this is members only. Yeah. Oh, if you are not a member of the church, and by the way, this is back-to-back. This was our first new members class last Sunday. We, uh, we welcomed 14 new members. Round of applause to that. And then this is my first congregational meeting with you guys as a head pastor, and we'll see if we can get out of here in like five seconds. And, but if you're not a member, you're dismissed to go eat ahead of us. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, we're meeting today to nominate our new deacons and our new elders that are going to be in the leadership team of this local outpost of God's kingdom. So what we're doing is absolutely essential in one of my favorite pieces of why I serve at a Presbyterian church. Now, Jim Clark is the head of the nominating committee. If you are part of the nominating committee or were a part of the committee, would you please stand up wherever you're at? Nominating committee, you might hear. Breaker, breaker. Okay, wonderful. Round of applause for these fine men and women. Thank you very much for your hard work. You guys are excellent. And this, these new deacons and these new elders are absolutely phenomenal men and women of God. Oh, we do have a handheld. Boom. Whoa, whoa. Watch out for the baby. Man, did you. What is this thing? I'm about to throw this thing like a grenade. I, Jim, I think you, it's because it's in front of the speakers, correct, Philip? These, my microphone and his microphone? Okay, I'll stand over here. Jim, I love you, but I'll be over here. Okay, I don't want any of that before. Are we on? Yes, we are. Okay. The, uh, the nominating committee, your nominating committee, answers is responsible to the congregation, not the session, but the congregation. So you need to approve of uh, the following elders and deacons that we have. We have identified what's going on. I, since it comes to the committee, I don't think I need a second. Do I need a second, Tim? 
I don't think I need a second. Look at Tim. That's my, that's my predecessor right there. That's my hero. Round of applause to Tim, too. I love that guy. Uh, all those, oh, I'm supposed to say, oh, but at the end, we'll say that if you want to nominate anybody else. All those in favor of Amy, say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Okay. <laughs> Emotion carries. She's our new elder. Amen. Everybody owes her a cup of coffee. Adult education, uh, Marcy Mansour. And she will also uh, soon the head of the nominating committee also. She's going to be the head of the nominating committee from here on out until Jesus comes back, right, Marcy? No, that's not true. That's not true. She just turned white. Did you see how pale she got? That was awesome. Okay, all those in favor? Any opposed? Motion carries. Welcome, welcome aboard the leadership team, Marcy. I'm so glad you're with us. And the third uh, nominee of the was Nora Anderson. Nora Anderson, Mission and Outreach. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Excellent. Motion carries. She's now Mission and Outreach elder. And now we can do all the deacons all at once. So once you hear your name, um, stand up, and then we'll do a nomination for all of them. Eugenia Pickett. Eugenia Pickett. Unetta Pickett. Double down on the wrong name. Ruth. Ruth Ketcherson. If you're surprised, oh, there she is. That's not a good thing. There she is. Judith Redman. Judith Redman. Kathy Stevenson. And Karen Almanza. And Karen Almanza. Look at this team. Is this the Top Gun right here? This is amazing. All those in favor? Aye. Any opposed? Now, I was supposed to ask at the end of the elder thing. Oh, please, round of applause to our new elder, our deacons. Thanks for saying yes. And does anybody have any nominations for the elder or deacon. I was supposed to say that at the end of the deacon and elder. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good. Nobody's, everybody's like, don't look at me. All their heads dropped at the same time. Okay, no, I don't want to. Is he done yet? Okay, all those in favor of ending this meeting, stand up. Have, yeah, it's a quorum. Oh, I was supposed to ask that at the beginning too. Marcy, we have a quorum? Yes, good job. <laughs> Everything's in reverse. Everybody grab a hand. Pretend like you like each other. And let me close the prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, make us into servants. Make us fall at your feet on a regular basis. Walk with us every moment of every day. And I pray that you would equip us as leaders as, as newly appointed leaders, these, these deacons and these elders, I pray that you would fill them with your spirit that we might follow you strongly and boldly and powerfully and be quick to serve one another. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Now with potluck over there, thank you very much for sticking around for a sec. This is an amazing Sunday. <laughs>